What's up, American Outlaws? Welcome back to the American Outlaws podcast, the soccer podcast, where we talk about soccer games and kicking goals. I'm Corey Donahue with American Outlaws, and it's a it's a crazy time. So Justin and I are at the opposite corners of a very long room and a very long long table. Justin, say hi. Justin Brunken, say hi. Hey, everyone. You could have just said hi to me, but you could say it to everybody, too. That's fine. Yeah, you're pretty far away, so I got to like say it into the mic. Do you think more people are listening to podcasts right now or less people because every podcast is putting one out every two seconds? Oh, that's a good point. Most people like listen to podcasts while they're driving or in like something that they're doing, and no one's out driving. They'd rather watch something, maybe. I don't know. I'm making a note because I... I mean, I'm, I'm I have some deep thoughts. Less people are listening to our podcast. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> What's less than my parents? <laughs> One. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Babs is like, hell no. So you're telling me we could increase our listenership by 50% with this podcast? Yeah. On the line from, I th- was DC. I don't know where he's at right now. Is Donald Wine. Donald, say hi. Hey, what's up? I am doing the best social distancing possible from you guys i'm about a thousand miles away from you so <laughs> i'm doing it I, apparently i'm doing it right <laughs> ouch <laughs> i mean i don't disagree but you're not supposed to say that i mean technically oh, you could have gone sorry. to maine you're or dead. florida and gotten a little farther away i guess is my point yeah what are you doing in Charlotte? yeah i could have done i could have done better i will improve for the next podcast but i am here in Charlotte with some of our AO family. Um, they have taken me in while this quarantine has, uh, has gone on. So I am here in Charlotte with, uh, Mel and Sarah, two wonderful people, uh, love them to death for taking me in and just in general and also their dog Dixie. So if you hear a dog in this podcast, that's Dixie. (laughs) Dude, what a, what a cool story. Like, I mean, tell us more about that story. So you just like, so is DC up and is DC left? hit real bad or is that why or you just you wanted your bubble to be with two other people that that you were uh, quarantining with? So I was all set to quarantine in my apartment in DC at my 300 square foot apartment, oh and uh, we don't have a lot of cases, but they are concentrated in my particular area of DC. But you know, last weekend I was you know doing the whole social distancing thing and. Uh, Sarah called me and said, you know what? You should just come down to Charlotte and ride this out with us because who knows when this will end and you were going to go stir crazy uh, and, and batshit insane if this goes on for months and you don't see people. So I uh, took that to heart and really thought about it and said, you know what? That's that's It might be good to get out of town for a couple of weeks, especially with DC being under a you know shelter-in-place kind of order where most everything is closed. Uh, my work that I'm doing right now doesn't require me to be in D.C., so I decided to take a few weeks and and get out and get some fresh air here in Charlotte. And what do you? So, uh, what's the AO family? Those three, three of you in Charlotte doing right now as humans, soccer fans? He's recording a podcast. <laughs> no, I am recording a podcast not this at moment. this particular moment. Yeah, that's true. Um, I appreciate that. Well, we're all still working. We're all still working. Um, you know, Sarah and I are here during the day. Uh, Mel has been going in and out of the office uh, until today. Uh, The uh, county that we're in is under a shelter in place order as well. So we are just be here in the in the house doing some work, kind of watching some TV. We've been watching old games uh, and and conversing with uh, uh, some of our fellow AO family and 
taking walks every day because uh, getting out and getting some fresh air and some sunshine has is, is been good for the soul so far. I talked to Trevin, um, who, who was on the podcast last last time, and uh, he, he's averaging six to seven walks a day. Justin, what are you at? Oh, I I don't walk. I should. <laughs> you run? <laughs> I do. I do go on a few runs here and there. Yeah, I should do that more. I go up and down the stairs a lot. Is that why you're so stressed all the time? Maybe you need to walk. I do need to walk. And a deep I'm breath. I'm not saying I don't need to walk. I just don't walk. I agree, Corey. Uh, Am I stressed, Corey? I mean, not now. A lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I am. This is actually giving me a moment to like de-stress a bit. Cause yeah, like, this is why we do the podcast. Well, not just the podcast. Even right now, it's like as much as I do love just traveling and going to games and all this stuff, like... I'm always on the move and always traveling. Like the fact that I don't have any flights for two, two and a half months or maybe longer would be the first in like five years. That's nice. So same. it's, it's super interesting to like, just kind of relax, always be home. And I don't know. Can I offer you a bit of advice? No. Have a child. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get to travel anymore at all. Oh, man. I mean, if I if I start now, I can definitely have it before this is <laughs> yeah. this pandemic's over. I, I heard there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of uh, babies come Christmas time. And <laughs> Rona. Yeah. And COVID. There's going to be a lot of babies. There's going to be a lot of divorces. And there's going to oh, be. Yes. You're going to learn quick who you can handle or not. <laughs> I heard Look, somebody there's say, always the saying, like, who can you trust in a crisis? You absolutely uh, are going to find that out over the yeah. next month or so. Yeah. I heard somebody say there was going to be a lot of babies in, in 10, 12 months, a lot of divorces, and all the babies are going to be to first-time parents because, <laughs> because <laughs> uh, you know, couples who are, who are living at home and working together and trying to take care of the kids are, like, losing their minds, <laughs> all of them. Um well, I'm happy to have you guys on the pod with with me today. I think the AO, the AO world is happy to hear from us. Hope you guys in the AO world out there are uh, happy and safe and inside, unless you're on a walk listening to us in your headphones. But hopefully, you're uh, listening to the experts tell you telling you what to do. And um, I, uh, we had on our agenda what what can. I mean, well, we got we have lots to talk about, but uh, <laughs> we have we have the last soccer there was <laughs> in a long time that we haven't talked about. She believes, which was super interesting because the last few games we're even wondering if they're going to happen because that's like the start of the coronavirus right like coming into the U.S. The and world, the literal, the sports world stopped literally during the final yeah game. Oh yeah, of she believes. Yeah, do you blame she believes? <laughs> do i blame for corona no yeah for <laughs> no not for that rona no that was those games i were, think we could blame us soccer for this <laughs> why stop? Frisk, the last game was in frisco and i remember uh going to that game and they got their first case first reported case that day of the game like in frisco that morning of oh, they really? like reported it so people just started uh kind of freaking out, wondering what was happening. At that time, we were still like, we knew like things needed to be uh, canceled. People need to take care, but we didn't know yeah. like it was, everything was just going to shut down like literally the next day. Wasn't, was that during that game that they announced that the, that the uh, March Madness was canceled? I think it was, right? No, it was, it or was NBA. Rudy Gobert. 
Rudy Gobert was found oh, that's what it was. positive literally during halftime. That's what it was. And then as the second half started, the NBA said they were suspending the season, and then the fallout started from there. So literally, I'm watching this game, and then it scrolls across the ticker, and my phone exploded with probably 250 messages and texts from people who were like, are you watching this? And I'm like, I'm trying to watch this game because apparently this is going to be the last game that's going to be played. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine what it was like Justin, for you guys in the stands, kind of maybe hearing first, you know, secondhand what's going on, but not really fully understanding what was happening until after the game was over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. It was a kind of a, just a weird feeling because people were being cautious. Like they kept washing their hands. We had a bunch of hand sanitizer. They're trying to like bump fists and elbows, but like, you're still like around, you're in an AO section of like three, 400 people. You're, you know, yeah. where Pino scores a amazing free kick press scores, a great goal. And like, you're going to go crazy. Um, God, that feels so long ago. Oh my know. God. If just that like feeling, like that game, that game was just incredible in the stands. And, uh, I thought the team was fantastic. And I mean, the, the events weren't big because we actually knew that the events probably weren't going to big because weren't going to be big because like, we didn't know people were actually going to show up because yeah. uh, it just started becoming like a, a fear for what's going on with the coronavirus. But people did show up. Um, I don't know if anything happened uh, from that game. I hope not. But I'm guessing someone in that stadium probably had coronavirus. On that note, Car- well, Carly- support your team. Well, Carly Lloyd, uh, didn't you see the thing with Carly Lloyd that she thinks that she had uh, coronavirus, her and her husband? Did she say that? Yeah, and she trained through During it. it well... I honestly think she might have because this happened. She was talking about Olympic qualifying back in February. And I, I was out there for both the men's, you know, January camp and then those games at the January camp was when Carson had discovered that they might've had their first case. And literally they put out an advisory saying where this person had gone in the last like seven days. And it was everywhere in Carson, but the stadium, like the parking lot, the, the, you know, KSC across the street, the You're supermarket right. around the corner. That's where January Literally camp. everything but the stadium. Yeah, that was the men's game, right? And we heard about mm-hmm. that uh, going on at that time, and that was you know February 2nd. Is that right? Yeah. Oh February, yeah, February 1st or 2nd, yeah. Ugh. We're almost at the end of March. Wow. Yeah, and where it's at now, I mean, ugh. I mean, ugh, man, I, I miss soccer. Those are uh, – it's like you. It's such a weird thing because like you as a sports fan, like I am a huge sports fan. That's all I watch on TV. Yeah, sports. I even watch golf. <laughs> like I watch golf, and I got now, really into golf for a while too. Yeah, and now there's like nothing on on TV. And as a huge soccer fan, like always waking up watching soccer. Um, oh, I pulled my thing out. Sorry. You're fine, Corey. And uh, I can't hear you over there. Oh, <laughs> now I can hear you. <laughs> too far away. It's it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's so weird. It sucks, but I understand it. Like, we have to. Well, yeah. I recommend, instead of watching sports, watching United Passions, which I did last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fi- yeah. Corey got together with other FIFA AO movie. members and watched Virtually. F- yeah, yeah. Virtually, of yeah. course. And uh, uh, and watched the the FIFA movie. How was that, Corey? Yeah, it was Matt and Trevin who were on the podcast last time, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, I have not seen it. I, I don't know uh, if I ever will. <laughs> the Guardian's review of it was, as cinema, it is excrement. <laughs> <laughs> that, and I think John Oliver highlighted that. And uh, yeah, but it 
it is the cheesiest, most bullshit. Like you're watching it and you're just like, oh, I know why they put that in there. That's because they've been criticized for this and they're trying to <laughs> make themselves look good for this. And, oh, and they hate the English FA. So they're making every English guy in this movie look like the worst person in the world. Oh, there's a Coca-Cola brand spot. Oh, there's an Adidas spot. Like is unbelievable. And Seth Blatter is like, <laughs> it's uh, supposed to be like the hero of the movie, I think. And it's um just throughout the movie. You're like, why am I, why the intense scenes? You're like, is this supposed to be intense? And am I supposed to care about what I'm watching right now? If you haven't seen it and what, which is all of you because no one watched it. No, it's a nice night to, ch- it's a change of pace. If you've been Corey, Corey, I'm going to tell you straight up. There is, if I reach the end of the internet tomorrow, <laughs> if I run out of food, <laughs> if I drink all the alcohol in Charlotte, there is no way I'm watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it grossed two hundred and ninety six dollars in its first weekend. Wait, how much? Two hundred and ninety six dollars. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was on like two screens that it, were in focus. Even <laughs> you would think that FIFA and their shenanigans, they would at least buy out some theaters to make it look good. <laughs> oh, I know. Jeez. They couldn't even do that. There was one in Phoenix that that uh, the revenue was nine dollars, so one person went by themselves. <laughs> Someone actually paid nine dollars to see that movie. Think yeah, about that. Seriously. Someone actually was like, "Yo, I'm gonna go see this." Someone, someone has to write an. Someone had to write Dash. an article about it. Yeah, I mean, whoever made those first review reviews of like being excrement, they had to watch it. Yeah, but they didn't have to pay for it. They that's get true. For that. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Touche. I didn't have to pay for, for it. I, it was on. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Plan B is what Alex and Alex me? and me. Yeah, so. <laughs> We should do an AO member, uh, Alex and me, like live watching and chatting starting at a certain time and everybody can watch it at the same time. Yeah, we're talking about that, a AO book club, which could be good because it forced me to read a book. I don't know how to read, yeah. Uh, I haven't read a book in a while. I, I started one. What do you, or which one's on the top of your list if you started reading a book? I'm not in charge of it because I don't read books or no. Ask me what book I'm reading. What book are you United reading? United Passions. <laughs> <laughs> the book. Oh, wait, they made the a book off of that thing? The, the book, book off the movie. The book's always better. Is what I heard. Is it just a straight translate of the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's just book word more. for word. You just it's just in sp- case you missed anything coming out of Bladder's mouth, you make sure that you can read about it. It's the it's the screenplay and I'm just <laughs> my wife and I oh just act God. out the parts, Sep Bladder and <laughs> And the president of Zimbabwe, where he's down there. There's a literal scene where he's down there, and they're like, Sep, you need to take a break. And he's like, We're down here in Zimbabwe, and you're donating all these clothes to these kids. You need to take a break. No. Yeah, it's so bad. I'm I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. And so, what Corey is telling you guys out there is please do not see this movie under any circumstances. If you value your sanity, do not watch this movie, do not read it, don't even read the preview. Don't even look at it. Look it up on Wikipedia. It Just go about your daily life. <laughs> one one final point, and we can move on from United Passions. Uh, they there's a scene where Sepp Blatter walks into the FIFA offices, and you you and I know from a person that we know who's from Nebraska that used to work yeah. for FIFA yeah. and who said they are just as corrupt Corrupted as you think <laughs> it is. Uh, he, that was the first thing Not he told funny, us when we first met him. That was a while ago. Yeah, did he but, did, did he enter the room and shaking his hand? But even before he said his name, it's like, yes, FIFA's as corrupt as Yeah, it was it like is. within 30 seconds of meeting him. Anyway, uh, last thing on United Passions, there's a scene where Sepp Blatter walks into the FIFA offices, first in, you know, or last to leave or whatever. 
and he says hi to the janitor and the janitor says hi and he knows her name and everything. And, uh, and I'm like, the first thing that came to my mind was that guy from FIFA said that his, in real life, his office was the entire top floor of the FIFA building. And he, and, uh, he had a button installed in the elevator that kicked everyone else on the elevator off. So he could go directly up and down to his office and back like quickly. <laughs> Is it possible to hate Seth Blatter more? Uh, oh. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Wait, was that in the movie? No, no, that's, no, what, that's what I'm said. saying yeah, yeah, is the difference. Yeah, is yeah. Like <laughs> the real life Seth Blatter and the one in the movie he's, where he's walking by and he knows all the janitor's names and he's saying hi. And, oh, it's a good one. Go see it. United so Passion. So where's the real biopic coming out of Blatter? I don't know. I'm sure there's, I mean, there's a lot of. Who played ba- Who played Blatter in the movie? Uh, Tim Roth. Oh, <laughs> Tim no. Roth is in it. I, I. It's no, a bunch not. of guys. There's a couple actors. We need in like it. Danny. We need like Danny DeVito. Yeah, seriously. Oh, for sure. They clearly had a budget for it because they got some big name actors who just clearly had a payday and they knew nobody was going to see it. So. Amazing use of FIFA funds. Amazing use. Anyway, uh, so they, yeah, so Donald, this goes into another topic. What are you watching? And past games worth watching. Well, there's a lot of past games worth watching. Just last night, I was watching uh, the 2019 Women's World Cup Final, followed by the first 15 minutes or so of the 2015 Women's World Cup Final, which uh, I highly recommend. If you haven't seen it 100 times yet, please get to 100, and that way you can catch up with me uh, because those games are awesome. It was funny because the we've also been seeing some of the uh, – Fox has been showing some of the – old uh, World Cup games from this past uh, tournament and from 2015. It's cool to see because having been at the World Cup, I didn't get to see a lot of the early round games on TV. I watched the final like 100 times, but the semifinal, the quarterfinal, I haven't really seen those, uh, but like maybe once or twice since the tournament has happened. So it was good that Fox put those on TV. And then, uh, obviously, uh, the Snow Classico replay <laughs> was pretty cool to watch. I watched that too. Um, was it? I, it, it? It's it was awesome was it? to remember. Yeah, it, go ahead. Sorry, I'll let you finish. The game, it's sorry. The game itself wasn't great. Yeah, it was just like the memories of. I agree. Of yes. that game and and try and remember. Remember the game. I don't know. I feel like I was shivering the whole time and like was just trying to <laughs> stay warm and it's pay the game attention. That a lot of people haven't seen. If they were there, like a lot of the people's, because it's not like you see a full replay of that game. It was probably the first right. time. Yeah, because the game's in, actually kind of boring. You know, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, in like five years that I've seen the full game because usually they just show, you know, that it was snowing. They show, you know, Jeff Cameron pushing the guy pushing the the off, the, <laughs> yeah. off the off the field, yeah. and then they show Dempsey scoring. Like those are really the three things that you see. And, and then the, and then um, Jermaine Jones's throw. Uh, so yeah. basically, <laughs> yeah. the thing, the like those are the images, the lasting images, but. The entire game, it was cool to see, and it was cool that so many uh, AO members were just kind of online, you know, doing Google Hangouts and just uh, otherwise just chatting about the game as it was being replayed. Yeah. It was almost as if it was happening live, which that's, is pretty cool. But that's what U.S. Soccer should have done was during the replay, just had like a scroll of people's memories that they could have submitted ahead of time of what they remember of the game. Because like a lot of the stories were how you got there what the tailgate was like, how you got home. Like, Oh, cause it was like a, see, that's a good point. Home. I was watching like, it. Or also, also what you came with, because you know how some people showed up with like 
no winter clothing yep. whatsoever because it was supposed to be like yeah. 80 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> a little picture of like the, you know, those pictures of like you lay out your outfit on like the floor and you take like oh, an yeah. overhead video <laughs> or a shot. It's like that's what you need to do because mine would have been like not prepared. Well, we were flying straight to Mexico City for the for the next qualifier. So we were like yeah. getting ready for 80 degrees or 90 yeah. degrees. And it was like 60 degrees when you showed up that day. day. before, yeah. It was crazy. But they should have, your idea was great to like have those stories pre-prepared for this video. Thank you. Because if you're watching this live stream, they had like this comment stream going on. It was horrendous. It was just a bunch of like sex bots and like all these other weird spammy things. It was so stupid. Really? Oh, it almost like, so you had to like turn them off. It was worthless. But yeah, Corey and Donald, your idea was fantastic. I don't know why. I don't know why why they didn't do that. You guys are so mm. smart. What you else guys is are going so on? Smart. What else is going on at US soccer that's taking their mind off ideas like that? <laughs> Not much. Can't no? think of anything. No. Uh we we made uh you know what? three let's, or four statements think, in the last two weeks. We can think about it. We can think about it and then later on the podcast I'm sure one of us will come up with something that they're doing. <laughs> right? Yeah, what were the four or five statements we made in the last two weeks? Count them down. Oh man, there was <laughs> uh just the Brilliant, def- brilliant defense lawsuit that U.S. Soccer was making. Uh, yeah, coronavirus A- actively, uh, actively offending Cordero. their fans and their own employees. Oh my God! Yeah. So aftermath of all that stuff, Carlos decides to. Uh, ju- go ahead. Sorry. Go. Oh yeah, Carlos decides to just um, leave, which a lot of people were asking for, but didn't tell anyone about that. Did you just hear about via that? Twitter, right? He didn't tell anyone at the staff. Mm-hmm. They found out on Twitter too, right? Yeah. 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 I think everyone found out at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't does know. anything it, shock you over there right now? I mean, they're, they're, people are getting what they asked for is getting change in U.S. soccer. Now, if the change is going to result in anything positive, um, that's what we need to find out. Because obviously, uh, Cindy... Uh, Parler Parler Cone, Cone, yeah. uh, who's the VP is now the interim uh, president, at least till the next uh, uh, annual general meeting, uh, which is in February next year. Yeah. Um, and for now, oh, for, yeah, good point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gosh, please. Oh God. Please this make goes things. For a year. I need sports. I need soccer. <laughs> I, okay, I need okay. Captain Jack. I'm fine. American outlaws, everyone out there. I am fine with not having sports. Uh, right now it sucks. We have to do our part for yeah. sure. But if World Cup qualifying doesn't happen in September, starting in September, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Maybe they'll take it. Or from what Qatar we're going to do? That'd be well, they're going to have somehow. to. I mean, we're, we're diving into it, but we're going to have to. They're going to have to redo the entire schedule. Uh, I mean, they're already talking about June dates being canceled because we don't know when the domestic leagues are going to resume. And I mean, just think about it like this, you know, MLS has said they're going to be off until at least May 10th. That's ambitious. And even if they do start on May 10th, they're going to play for what, two, three weeks. And then they're going to release players for, uh, for international dates. That doesn't seem like something that they're going to want to do. And, and, And not just us, you know, the European leagues are going to be playing, you know, at this point, they're going to be playing into July. So there's no way they're going to want to release their players, especially when a lot of them are going to be playing every like two or three days for the next, you know, once they start up for like a month and a half. So I feel like those June dates are going to get postponed because of that. You're going to have 
uh, Euro qualifiers, uh, playoffs that have to be done, the Nations League semifinal, and then we can start talking about World Cup qualifying. So honestly, we may not have World Cup qualifying starting in September just because the schedule is going to be so thrown off by this. Donald. God damn it. Donald. Donald. You're the most positive guy ever. We we didn't bring you in for this. I hope I'm wrong, but, I mean, you got to look at what's going on outside, and this ain't ending anytime soon, and until that ends, we won't get a grasp of what is in front of us. People need to be healthy and safe first. Well, I know it's more important than sports, but my life is sports. (laughs) I will say this. I will say this on a positive note. I've been talking about this with a lot of AO members. Whenever this is all done, that first match, that first it's gonna be fun. Who it is or who it's against? We could be playing. We could be playing Guam. Everyone's going to go. Yeah, it's gonna be the first time that they're gonna be able to travel and get out of the house. And like, oh. yes, oh, a game's on. It's where? It's it's. It doesn't it's matter where. It's in Fargo. Perfect. <laughs> Hail Fargo. Get ready. We're coming. Like it's gonna happen. Whenever that day comes, everyone's gonna be at that match, and that's when really this will all be. You know, I mean, we're all staying inside for a reason. It'll be worth it when we have that first match and everyone's back together. So you think you even think the June games wouldn't even be played even with no fans, like the June Nations League? I don't think they're going to be ready. I just think yeah. it's not necessarily that they wouldn't be safe to do behind closed doors, but if the leagues are just resuming mm, at that point, yeah, the they're players, not going to want to release their players for good point. international dates. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I'm watching Pulisic's uh, Instagram videos or no the TikTok, dancing. yeah, we TikTok need to get back. videos. And can we, can we talk? Can we talk for a second? We have to get back to playing soccer because that man, like, <laughs> he has he, he's doing TikToks. He's doing like he's Instagram falling things. in his backyard, he's he's juggling, falling, juggling. He's, <laughs> protect he's yourself, eating shit, juggling. This yeah. man needs a new hobby. I need him to like uh, someone teach him how to knit or something. No like <laughs> something safer because his first TikTok. Probably through all of us, like just all of us had to grab an inhaler after that point. Oh, I saw that. Broke himself again. I mean, he's a elite athlete. I mean, if I did that, hundred percent, I'm out for a year. But (laughs) he's an elite athlete. Play FIFA or something. Something safer. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Everyone's doing TikTok videos and Snapchat and juggling toilet paper right now. Yeah. Gosh, what can fans do right now, Donald? We don't have sports. We don't have sports right now. We can't watch sports. We can't attend s- soccer. I listen. What can we do? I listen to a pod. Well, or, sorry, my name's not listen Donald. To <laughs> listen to podcasts. No, but really, <laughs> no, but really, on a serious note, like I mean, this this situation has touched everyone, right? And and not just us individually, our families, you know, our work situations—they're all erratic. But also, our chapter bars are a lot of them are closed, and a lot of them. Some of them are doing deliveries, and some of them, but some of them, like the one in DC, is just out, out, and out closed. Uh, there's a few ways that I think, as AO members and, and as an AO family, we can help our chapter bars through this time. And, and you know, we've you've seen on TV, seen on the internet, people trying to get virtual tip jars for hmm. employees of these bars. I think it's a great thing to do. Uh, buying gift cards if your if your place is closed, buy a gift card from them. Uh, online and and you know they get the money now and then when this this is over you're going back to the bar you didn't have a free meal or a free bar tab um, the next time you guys uh, have a watch party uh, and then just also if your bar is open and you are within and they're doing deliveries or takeout and you're within that radius 
uh, and it's safe for you guys to do so, tell your members, hey, you know, think about ordering from them. I mean, mm-hmm. right. it, it's a it's a very simple gesture, but I think a lot of bars right, right now are struggling all around the country, including a lot of our chapter bars. And if we are able to give show them show them support and show them love in any way we can for you know as safe as we can then we should be doing that if it's you know ordering from them that's one thing if it's just buying a gift card and and when this thing is over you eventually use it or donate it or whatever it anything i think helps or even if you have your favorite bartender uh and they have a virtual chart throw them a few bucks whenever you're drinking at home uh, I've been doing that with some of my uh, friends who are bartenders. Just you know, annoying them. You know, Love the that. tip that I would have put on on a, on a drink that I'm drinking at home. So those are little little things that we can do to you know. I, I think the community aspect of things is really what makes AL great. But that is where we need to shine through these trying times that are ahead of us. Yeah, I um I echo all that. A couple, if you want to take it up a notch, if you really love your your chapter and your bar, you could um write on your chapter's Facebook page or reach out to, if you're a chapter leader, reach out to your membership, reminding them to patronize your, your chapter bar, just get keeping it in people's heads that to do all those things. Another thing that um, I thought of is, or I didn't think of, I was going to mention was uh, I listened to a different podcast called death, sex and money, which is really good. I don't think I'm the target audience for that show, but I do listen to it. And uh, they, they were interviewing uh, people who like coming out of, uh, drug addictions and how how they're they've quarantined they've been in quarantines in the past and ways they've dealt with it and they they say when you if you're not used to being in quarantine like and you're really struggling you you're uh, often want or wondering why no one is thinking of you and why no one's reaching out to you thinking of how you're struggling where whereas if you if you're coming out of a drug addiction and you've quarantined yourself after a while you learn like it's it's more helpful to just reach out to a bunch of people and be open about your struggles so or if you know somebody the the flip side of that is if you know somebody who's maybe lonely at the moment or maybe you have like older members in your chapter or something i mean giving them a call could mean the mean a big difference to them so yeah. like if you know somebody who's struggling or you hadn't thought about it and you think about folks in your chapter who maybe Seeing them at the at at U.S. games at the chapter is the probably the highlight of their month. Give them a give them a call or message or something. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, sometimes that's all you have to do is reach out to your chapter bar and ask them how you can help. Reach out to other members. I've I've talked to a few members already that have told me that they've uh, lost their job and have been laid off right now. And so, uh, yeah, reach out, see how you can help. All you can do is ask and figure out what the yeah, what the best thing you can do for them. The last the the last few you know couple weeks uh google hangouts facebook messenger videos facebook messenger twitter um you know zoom those things have been uh my best friends because they link me to everyone mm-hmm. that i care about and and really just being able to get on the phone with people or just get on a hangout and and just have a drink and just kind of see people whether you know whether you can't see them you know in real life but at least you're seeing faces and being able to catch up with people and, and I, I think sanity is the one th- the first thing that's going to go for a lot of people in this and and it's the most important thing to maintain and i think being able to you know keep up with some of these people that you have seen at matches or you see at your chapter bar is very very important and, and because it may not be 
uh, where you're, you know, hitting a wall, but they might be and reaching out to them may just be able to make their day and say, Oh man, like I, you know, someone's stuck in their apartment and is not seeing anybody to be able to get that call from someone else to say, Hey, just checking in, seeing how everything's going and just kind of, you know, reminiscing or whatever, watch together yeah, is we, the best thing that we can be doing right now. Yeah. We, we say this all the time and American outlaws is a community. I mean, when we don't even have soccer right now, we can still be a community and interact with each other, see how people are doing. That's what like makes us uh, survive and be important, no matter what, if there's soccer going on or not. Right. There's always some news that we can talk about. There's always something to talk about, and and who better to do that than with your AO family? Yeah. Uh, we 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 touched on past games that were worth watching. A friend and AO member from uh, Washington State or texted me with the highlights of our us highlights in the world cup from 02 to 14 and um just every highlight from every every us game i guess and we got into a debate of who was the most lovable us team of of <laughs> which which world cup us men's team was the most lovable in 02 versus 06 versus 10 versus 14 and uh <clears throat> i I have mine, and I'm just laying this on you without giving you a chance to talk. Let me let me quickly put a seed in each in each one of those years. O two, you've got Donovan McBride, the real up and coming uh, young Beasley, John O'Brien. O six, I'm trying to rattle these off the top of my head. Dempsey goal, the Lagana loss. Um, let's see, O six was pretty. Or wait, O six was really. What did we? Oh, that was the tie against yeah, Italy. Italy tie yeah, so that was fun. Pablo Mastroeni, McBride, yeah, the McBride bloody uh, forehead. 2010 would have been South Africa. So you had Dempsey's goal right through the goalie's hands. You had the Slovenia comeback. You had the Algeria moment. You had the loss to Ghana. Um, let's see, 2014 was Brazil. So. We had let's see, oh the two two against Portugal, Portugal yeah John Brooks in the first game and Dempsey right in the first minute or first nineteen seconds or whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, losing to Germany Jermaine but Jones somehow winning, shot. yeah Jermaine Jones's curler, um, but it, and it wasn't what was the best game what was the best moment it was which team did you love the most, Justin I'm gonna call on you or no. do you want me to go first no South Africa. Um, that team yeah that team I those are like some of the players that you know they first started playing I, I kind of grew up as a fan with a lot of them till they got like uh, to the peak our age <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're I don't know I think I was the closest to that team like you know as close as you can get without knowing you know, as like a fan I thought it was the most epic tournament loved it the most I don't know I, that's what I'd say Donald I'm going 2002, uh, mainly because that was the first one. I mean, those games were on at 2 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m. I was at a German auto company and, you know, was in the break room watching with the entire company, the only American in the break room rooting for the United States during that game that we got cheated out of. Uh, But really, that was the first game. That was the first tournament where there were players my age making an impact in you know, DeMarcus Beasley and Landon Donovan. So that is the one that hooked me. That's the one that got me. I mean, I was hooked well before that, but 
that was a team where I was like, those, you know, these guys I ride or die for because those are the it's one of the first U.S. jerseys ever bought was the 2002 home jersey. Uh, and it's because of those guys uh, being able to look at someone and say, that guy is my age and he's at the World Cup. I'm sitting here uh, in a break room watching them play. Uh, and that's awesome. Yeah. I, this is bad podcasting, but I agree with you on O2 for a couple of reasons. Tony Sane, no no explanation needed. <laughs> I uh, love him too. But beating yeah. beating Mexico, Dos Acero, and then uh giving Germany literally all they could handle. Mm. Uh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and now man. That was, that was going f- around the internet the, <laughs> the last few days of just people being angry at that. I don't know, someone like reshowed that game. So like it was it was Chris. It was Corey's brother. Oh yeah. He put out that thing saying it was the worst moment in our history. And I was like, yo, why even put this on yeah. my timeline? I was trying to be happy today. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Signed up for Twitter.com. B A R This website's stupid. <laughs> O two, O two, and twenty ten, huh? Okay, good answers. I'll, there's no wrong answer. Well, yeah, mine's o, the right answer. O six was the only wrong answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Too much Bruce Arena. So An expired so Bruce true. Arena. <laughs> like, yep. uh, yeah, just un, uninspiring. <laughs> um, one. Uh, well, go ahead, Corey. Did you have more? I did. I didn't. Oh, please save me. I got no. <laughs> Donald, you had a uh, article you did, and I thought it was interesting about like who's missing out the most. Uh, I think it was on the Olympics side of things. So the Olympics being canceled recently. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. there's no qualifying for the the men's, and even if that gets uh, delayed for a while, um, uh, give me a hams, Corey. <laughs> Wait, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Please don't touch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so obviously it's going to delayed, and there's a there's an age cutoff for uh, the Olympics for the men and the women. You know, the actual Olympics they've already qualified, but that's delayed a year. You know, is that going to change things for them? Yeah, well, on the women's side, I think it's a little it's a little easier because it's the full, uh, it's it's the senior team. Mm-hmm. It's not like the under twenty threes like it is for the men. But for the women, you have a lot of different things that could happen, right? You have Alex Morgan who is scheduled to give birth in the next few weeks. And she was going to be in a rush to get back for an Olympics this summer. But next summer, theoretically, she will have an entire year under her to recover uh, and, and be a mom for a little bit. And in being able to get back to competitive soccer and really be ready for the Olympics. Also, on the flip, you have uh, some of the the veterans on the team. Is it you know, was this their last shot? Could that be eclipsed next year? Uh, Carly Lloyd, Carly Lloyd's, you know, still having, you know, still playing good soccer, uh, un- you know, unless you are uh, our friend Maddie, who who wants her to retire. <laughs> I don't but, think she's the only um, one. <laughs> but I, I think in the end, she she is still playing, you know, some good soccer. Is it good enough to make an Olympic team? That was going to be the question this summer. It's even more of a question now. Mm-hmm. And then you have some of, you know, here's another one. Uh, you know, could you know, Mallory Pugh get back in the swing of things. Could Andy Sullivan, you know, join them? Could uh, Midge Purse break through? And yes. who, Tierna Davison, and, and and could this be at the expense of someone like, I don't know, Megan Rapino? Uh, you know, she's getting up there. Is it? Are, are we seeing some of these uh, these veterans that have been around forever? Is was their shot just taken away from them by you know no fault of their own? And on the flip side, could it? offer more opportunity for uh, some of the younger players to step up and make their mark and make an impact and say, 
and, and make Andonowski go like, I have to take this person. Uh, so that'll be a question on the women's side, but the men it's it, it, the question is now whether the teams that had qualified, I mean, CONCACAF was the last qualification. We we're the only region that had not done their qualification yet. And it was postponed. And currently they operate under a U23 level in the Olympics. You can bring three up over age players if you want, but for all intents and purposes to qualify, you have to have a U23 squad. Yeah. That's anyone born after January 1st, 1997. Now that it is going to be moved to next summer, that means that the 1997 years are going, it's possible that they may be told that they're now ineligible even though they would have been eligible for an Olympics this year. Oh, man. FIFA it really has that. to sort that out because I'm just going to list, and I wrote an article about this, I'm going to list some of the guys that you probably have heard of that would miss out if mm. they say, nope, got to be under 23. Cameron Carter-Vickers, mm. Jeremy Abobase, Justin Glad, Andrew Gutman, Derek Jones, John Klinsman, Brooks Lennon, mm. Jonathan Lewis, JT Markinowski, Martin. Eric Palmer Brown, Keaton Parks, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, Emmanuel Sabi, Sebastian Salcedo, Austin Trusty, Eric Eric Williamson, Jackson Ewell, and Gideon Zalela. Like what? that's wow. a huge group of guys who of and it's not, you know, it's not to say that all those guys would have gone to yeah. the Olympics, but to have those guys available would have been absolutely monumental for Jason Christ to be we, able to pick from a player pool that included that. Yeah, if had, those guys are now eliminated, that puts a lot of pressure on the 98s, which, uh, and also, you know, that 98 crowd includes Weston McKinney and Christian Pulisic. At this point, if we take these guys out of the equation, it's possible that we have to say, Hey, look, we may have to bring up one of these guys that are established veterans on the on the on the men's national team on the senior team we may have to take a couple of these guys and put them on the olympic team that's going to be happening this year so those are there's a lot of questions that need to be sorted out on the men's side yeah it was a bummer i was looking forward to watching them play uh it was a it looked like a really interesting and fun roster Um, they would have been playing like literally as we speak yeah they would have been right now sorry did i miss this are are they considering just making it an under 24 tournament and why wouldn't they do that that? is one of the possibilities but they haven't said what's going to happen i think i mean obviously there's a lot to sort out and fifa has a mess of things they need to deal with but one of those things is gonna that's gonna have to be solved immediately is yes will these guys still be eligible if they qualify to to a qualify for the olympics and b also go next summer. So it, that's probably one of the first things they need to address because if they don't, then Jason Christ is really going to have his hands tied when it comes to, you know, maybe Cameron Carter Vickers would want to go and want to play, but he wouldn't be eligible to do so. Well, Corey is the expert uh, here on this podcast with all things FIFA. He did watch the movie. He can probably tell us if they're, if they're good at making sound decisions for stuff like this. Uh, they're too busy down in Africa donating clothing and walking along every uh, dirty or, or dirt pitch you've seen in the world to to be thinking about it. I'm worried about their decision making. Okay, check Heard back it there with first, me. Corey. <laughs> check back with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was just watching the highlights because uh, we're supposed to play the Netherlands today too in Eindhoven, mm-hmm. and uh, and back in 2015 we played. Oh, the most epic! It makes me miss uh, that we're. Oh, it makes me so Bobby bad Lewin. that we can't be in. Uh, Wales and Netherlands uh, this upcoming week because that away trip 
with the Netherlands and uh, U.S. Germany in Cologne was one of the best, just one of the best Streams soccer games. experiences of my life. Yeah. And that's and I've been to like World Cups. <laughs> it's like it was up there. Yeah, man, Bobby Wood. That was his first international goal. Is that right, Donald? Both of them. Jeez. Uh, I, I believe it was that. I mean, I forgot which one was first. Was it the Netherlands or Germany? I'm not sure which one was first. <laughs> Netherlands. But I think because he scored in both. He scored the yeah. game winner in both. Yeah. Yeah, Jossi Zarda scored in that game. I didn't. I totally oh, forgot right. about yeah. that. <laughs> what did it look? It was like? a good finish. What goal was it? I uh, I'm trying it. to. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I can't do your game. Well, I know you're I not the commentary. <laughs> uh, I know you're not going to oh. remember from the day because <laughs> that was the oh. game that I got there. I had to work, and you guys watched it live, and I got yeah, there for the replay. Yeah, I was at the, the Germany game. Only five. I'll say that I wasn't at the Netherlands game. I went to the yeah, Germany yeah. game and experienced the whole crowd. Uh, I went to the Germany game and. It was the same people from the Netherlands, and that was the best. Oh, my God. And just experience the Netherlands game uh, with a local crew and then going to Germany. Oh, amazing. Sorry, go ahead. I forgot you guys brought up a great uh, <laughs> uh, segue that I I went down a rabbit hole yesterday, and we, we were love talking. Rabbit holes. I, was, I, I, I was talking with some friends about uh, – we were talking about, you know, people getting their 100 caps, and I think U.S. Soccer had posted uh, a Sporkla um, – uh, quiz about who on the men's side had made a hundred caps. Do you guys want to uh, know who, uh, after, I mean, obviously we have Josie Altador and Michael Bradley are well over a hundred caps, but do you want to know who the next guy on that list is? I have a guess. The active roster. I want you guys to just oh. take just one guess. Active roster. Anyone who is actively playing. So it can't be like, you know, Landon Donovan or something, but like anyone who is active in the active player pool, who is the guy other than Brad Guzan? Bradley and what's that? Brad Guzan. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> Brad Guzan has sixty-four caps. Sweet. That's next. the next. Of that active? is the next guy. Damn. After that is DeAndre Yedlin with sixty-two. <sighs> no way. And after that is Jesse Zardes with fifty-six. I can see Zardes. What that, what that means is, is that. It's going to be years before we see another player on the men's side hit 100 caps, whereas on the women's side, yeah. it seems like we get one every like three weeks. Yeah, um, the same team called up every game. Yeah, well, every series, the same, it's the core same team for a long time. I mean, that's one yeah. thing and that they disappoints play 10 me. Ten times as many games as the men. <laughs> they keep bringing in young players for the the camps, but they never actually bring them into the game rosters. Right. Which is well, always they, a there's a lot of guys that yeah, like I mean, even Brad Guzan. Just think about it, like. He has 64 caps. He could be, I mean, if he was the number one, he would have easily been at 100 by now because he's been called up for so many games but didn't play. Mm. Right. And he will not get to 100. No, he won't get to 100. (laughs) Uh, Yedlin and Yedlin will not get to 100. But it's still going to take forever. I mean, they don't play that many games in a year anyway. And he would have to, I mean, even Zardes, like he would have to play every single game for the next, like, five years yeah to make it <laughs> that's probably happening <laughs> he gets yeah. called up didn't he have the most caps uh last in 2019 didn't he zardes he did. zardes and yeah. the most goals he's got nothing else going on <laughs> zardes is the man like you can you can debate his uh his uh prowess the on the ceiling. field but he is legit dude on Every- the women's side it's it's Lindsay, it's morgan bryant and Lindsay haran who are the Our closest next. to 100 that are active and still really playing. I believe uh, Morgan Bryant has 87 and Lindsey Rand has 83. Funny thing, 
uh, Sydney LaRue has 77. And she, I mean, if she, and she's still young enough that if she got back into the game, she could easily get 100, uh, especially with how many times that the women play in a year. But it's funny that she's, she really hasn't played in two or three years. Yeah, and she's still she, at 77 camp. Is she planning to come back? Is she training and in, in targeting coming back? I, I have no idea. I haven't even thought about it. Do you know? She's been coming, training to come back, but I mean, she just had the. Uh, did she have a second baby? Yeah, I think she did, right? She did. Yes. Cassius yeah. and. So. Something. It'll be interesting to see what happens, especially now that the team is trying to trend younger. Uh, I mean, she's getting closer to 30. And I think the question is has her time passed her? Did she have that window and it's closed? But you never know. Like, she could, she could easily get back into the swing of things. And. I mean, she scored 35 goals in 77 games, so it's not like she, How old uh, is she? wasn't, you know. Sydney? I think she's 27, 28. They're all younger than us, other than Carly Lloyd. That's, she's that's a I know that. younger than us. She's I 10 know. years younger than us. Oh, my God. Carly These Lloyd is kids. older. They got than their whole lives ahead of Carly them. Lloyd right. older than you, Corey? I'm sorry. She turns 30 this year. <laughs> so she turned 30 in May. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Carly Lloyd's 37. Don't we go, don't we go through this every game, whether she's, she's 37. older than me or not? No, I think we. Every time I'm at Captain Jack's, we go through whether Carly Lloyd's old, older than me or not. <laughs> we never remember. How old is Carly Lloyd? <laughs> Carly Lloyd is 37. She was born July 16th, 1982. Shout out to the 82. She is two weeks older than me. Props to her. Same height. <laughs> <laughs> Same height. We, we, looked, we were trying to figure out all the, uh, uh, the women's team's height, and there's only one player at six foot. Let's guess. Everyone else is. Everyone else is. Is it Becky Sauerbrunn? No. Who is it? Guess. I'm Lindsay Horan. Yes. Lindsay Horan. Well, it's either Mewis or Horan. I'm pretty sure it's Horan. Yeah. Yes. Everyone else is I mean, under Mewis six is foot. Pretty tall. Really? Yeah. Should get Lindsay Horan to play for Nebraska. Yeah, it's basketball. one of those two. Mewis <laughs> is six feet tall. No, it is Mewis. I'm looking to. It is Mewis then. Lindsay yep. Horan is five nine. Mewis five nine. Than, yeah, yeah, Mewis. I knew it was one of those two. Yeah. Well, this is fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Uh, <laughs> Move on. <laughs> um, well, okay. One of the last topics we have here, the bigger news in the Federation as fans and people that care about uh, U.S. soccer. I don't. <laughs> Go on. Corey doesn't. So this is for you, Donald. Uh, <laughs> well, we have, we've been asking for a new CEO for a long time, and, and Carlos, everyone grumbling about all what's going on, the lawsuit, all that crap. Now we got a new interim president, Cindy, ex-player, played in the 99 World Cup. Scored two goals in that World Cup, I believe. Um, new president. She publicly uh, called out Their legal what, strategy. the legal strategy and everything like that. Even, oh. bef- Go ahead. even before Carlos um, uh, stepped down. Yeah. And now, after a long search of two search companies or whatever the heck it is they have a new ceo will wilson ww quad w can we call him quad dubs will wilson he is uh andrew luck's uncle is that true yeah he's Mm -hmm. been uh andrew luck's agent for ever he worked in like european euro nfl arena football um some sport like some car, he, he, some car was it, racing thing. Was part of MLS international broad or like um, international marketing for MLS. He was for 
Yeah, he worked a little bit some. for some. He worked for some. He yeah. worked in, in a, somewhere Which in Mexico. Red flags are raised too. already on that. It sucks. Yeah, um, it's not a good look for sure. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, but he's been all over. He's been doing all this stuff. Um, you know, we had a quick call actually with him. He he did reach out to American Outlaws. I funny say. Dan, Dan Flynn has been in the job since the dinosaurs roamed the earth, and we never talked to him. Never even said a word and, to him. And Will since for what a day, and we've talked to him already. He spent. It wasn't a long call. Um, he all he wanted to do is introduce himself to us, and Dan could have done. That. And said, I know. <laughs> and said, you know, it's like he cares about the fans. He's. He he uh, he did say, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, he'd say like he understands that there needs to be uh, change, and there's a lot of work that goes into changing the negative and what's going on in U.S. soccer right now. So yeah. that was an interesting conversation, and Cindy uh, was the same way. But as we've only had two short conversations with them. As Total Soccer Show said, like changes in the air. I mean, you've got you've got Cindy, you've got Will, the, the head. The people in charge are Cindy, Will, Ernie Stewart, Brian McBride. You got a brand new women's and coach and a brand Jay new Burhalter men's coach. Jay Berhalter is not in the yeah Jay's a commercial out. role anymore. Yeah, the only the only mainstay is uh, is Neil Beathy. He'll be there forever though. He's retiring at U.S. Soccer. There's no doubt about it. But uh, but I mean, changes in the air, man. It's like, what is that? Five people, five very recognizable. Well, I I didn't know who Will Wilson was until today. But uh, no idea. But uh, a lot of recognizable faces, largely from the playing side, who, I, I, I don't know. I have high hopes that they're going to settle this, uh, the women's lawsuit, and there's going to be you know equal pay, and there's going to be big change happening. I, I'm sure I'm going to be let down in some ways, but you can't get everything. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, people are ex- being people are expecting to be let down, and I'm also, you know. <clears throat> I don't want to get too much like in the relationship of stuff because we work with the uh, uh, U.S. soccer people on a day-to-day basis that that help us take steps to do what we do in the stadiums and do whatever. But then there's like uh, the bigger story uh, that you know they haven't been re- making the right choices and making choices and doing things that lose the trust in us and in other fans. That's just the way it is, and that stuff has to change. And they're saying it, and they I just hope they actually uh, I don't know do that. <laughs> <laughs> Tunnel. You should you should call him and just say, I hope you I don't know, do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it these are these are interesting steps in the sense that, you know, people are going to at this point people are gonna criticize any move that they make because they haven't earned uh, for a lot of people, they haven't earned that's that correct. trust back. That's and correct. That's their first step is they gotta start earning the trust mm-hmm. back of the fans, uh and and really just taking the steps to show, hey, we understand that we weren't operating the way that we were supposed to. We need to do right by you. We need to write by the game in the United States. And um, hopefully with these the uh, these new moves uh, with uh, Cone and Wilson uh, moving into their new positions, hopefully this is the start of a new era at U.S. Soccer where they are focused on those things. They're focused on that that mission statement. Uh, yeah, they so proudly tout. So That's... I, I think uh, I, I'm, you know, one of the things is I, a lot of people say they don't deserve the right to uh, get the benefit of the doubt. And, and I, I understand that, but I will uh, offer my hope that, you know, we're, we're ready to work with them. We always have been, and we, we will continue to work with them. Uh, but I hope that they're ready to really get to work. This is a great time for them to start making those amends bit by bit, 
in, in rebuilding that foundation of trust between them and the fans. Yeah, that their mission as a nonprofit is to help grow the sport for everyone and help take this sport to the next level. And, and like we need to have, like from the fans point of view, we have to have trust that all the decisions they are making is towards that mission and not for like other ulterior motives. That is like the thing, like how do they gain the trust back that we know that decisions they're making throughout everything they do is towards their mission. Cause that's what us as fans are trying to do is, um, get people involved in this game, do things that help grow the sport and the love of what the sport is in this country, uh, despite mm-hmm. what it, you know, takes or if what the money is and whatever like that, like as long as that they're making choices for that mission, that's what people want the trust of. I think communication right? is key. It, yeah. It's going to yeah. be very key, especially in these times where literally people are looking for any news to, to talk about. And, uh, them being able to reach out to fans, being re- being able to reach out to coaches and everyone else who really makes you know makes this game go in the United States, and really say, hey, this is a new time. We we have to think uh, about what's going on right now, and, and really, it, you can't help but think that this is a good time to change course and say, this is what we need to do to build the game in this country. Here's how we need to make amends with our fans. Here's how what we need to do to start winning them back. And it's not just the product on the field. That's one thing. But the, a lot of people, uh, I mean, the women are the best team that has existed on planet Earth. And still people are like, I don't want to deal with them because they are un- under the umbrella of U.S. soccer and I don't trust the Federation. So it, we need to get back to basics, rebuild that foundation. And they have all the time in the world to start doing that because there are no sports on right now. The, the I, uh, they can commandeer the public eye and say this is what we need to do and here's how we're going to do it and really start uh building that building those blocks again we have all the time in the world to do it let's get started i want let's take this back like i want to love a team again <laughs> i want to you know talk about a teams that you want, are the most no, no, lovable no, rephrase rephrase you want to love a men's team Men, yes. <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> exactly the women are great i love them oh yeah me too and they're the most approachable they love us like yes sorry good point yeah i want to love a men's team again and it i think like if the product also isn't like what people may expect if they're doing all the right things and the team's doing the right things people will love them yeah it, and and really it, it goes down to the point of like i mean there's even people who I mean, we hear about it all the time. If if a player li- is playing in MLS, people just think, "Oh, well, they're part of this whole, you know, scheme." So I don't trust it, even the players, and and that has to stop too. I mm-hmm. mean, when they're the players on the national team, they are representing us, and everyone gets their start, you know, somewhere. Not everyone is going to be able to go straight to Europe, um, like Christian Pulisic did, and and some others. But the guys that are coming in MLS, a lot of them are really fucking good, oh, and God. if they. If, if we give them a chance to show that and, and give them the, the wings to fly, they're going to do it. And so, but we also have to be behind them when they're on the field. There, there's, uh, this is also a time for all of us to do a reset too and, and really approach, you know, what is it, day 14 uh, AD or AC after Corona um, <laughs> to really just like, that's decide, such a good this point. This is a new beginning. And, and when the team comes back, again, when that team comes back, I want that stand. I want those stands packed. If, if if it's safe to do so, I want everybody there because a you guys are going to need to get out of the house, and b we need to be able to get back to supporting our teams again. So let's do it, Cindy and Will. And to end the podcast, 
that's a good segue into what do you miss the most right now and what do you look the most forward to? Is that for me or is that for Corey? Donald, go. Okay. I miss the people. It's clear. I miss the people. I miss everybody. Uh, I miss being able to travel the games and travel in new cities and seeing uh, the chapter bars, seeing different uh, members from around the country. I, I miss going into those stadiums and, you know, watching a game that I love. I miss all of that. And I miss doing it with everybody. I miss the tailgates. I miss, you know, that sense of the sense of community has always been there and it still is. Uh, but the live community of being in the stands for a game is something that I miss dearly and hope uh, returns soon. Uh, but uh, for now, we can reminisce on the days that we had a lot of fun where we, we constantly do that from time to time and, and really just being able to talk with everybody and, and let and see how they're doing and tell them how I'm doing is, is therapeutic through these times. And, and knowing that being able to do that will make the time between now and that time we walk into a stadium again together feel that much shorter. I miss a uh, uh, good answer, Donald. I miss the um, the moments and like feeling like you're sharing in a live experience, even with people that you're not with, but like living in the moment and watching live sports. Cause like hmm. a lot of people are watching, I don't know what's wrong with me, but a lot of people are watching old replays of classic games and the snow, Snow Classico and old, you know, your favorite team, whether it's U.S. soccer or any other sports team. I just don't get it. I've tried it. I don't get anything out of it. I don't know why. Like, I I just, I, I it needs to be fresh and live and, and, like, I need to be, I miss the moments. I think I just need to, like, the the exaltation, is that the right word? The, the excitement when a big moment happens and it was unexpected um the Nahor save against England or whatever it is you know like that that just blow your mind and and um yeah you just don't get that with replays like you can you can pull some other stuff from them but it's like that's that's what I miss the most is the unpredictability and VAR is trying to fucking ruin it but <laughs> other than that that's what I love is like the don't worry the goal goes in never in CONCACAF <laughs> goal <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> good point <laughs> goal goes in you, you can just go crazy and your life it's like that that high that you're chasing it's just what it is and again var is trying to fucking ruin it but they're we're not gonna let them right right well <laughs> it'd be no, a decade for the robots are coming <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of VAR. yeah I, we haven't even talked about it in a couple of months and it's been nice actually <laughs> but yeah well there's not too much of var in like the u.s soccer world <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. Well, there would have been if we would have made the Russia World Cup. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, there was it was in it was in France, in the final. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, there has duh, been duh, duh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. There, yeah. It just didn't. That feels like a feels so, ago time, so long ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I found out during uh, this coronavirus. I was going back and forth. Oh, I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. I found out I'm an extrovert. Yeah. I need yeah. like you can do both. I need human interaction. I know, but I get energy from like with other humans and, yeah. and being in person. I, I'm not a, I'm not an internet online person. I do it for work, but like the internet's just, it's not the same. I know people you have to get are, on the internet and online right now and try to do what they can, I but mean, you are fucking a thousand percent an extrovert. I know I was the only the one best. I know who enjoys the stop and chat. I fucking hate <laughs> stop and chat. Anybody who went to college in university of Nebraska between 2001, 2006, like, 
if you saw Brunken anywhere on campus, you're like, oh fuck, he's got the. This is a stop and chat guy. He wants to talk. He wants to check in. He loves time. you. He wants. He wants to see how you're doing. Ugh, I just. I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> I love seeing people at bars. I love hanging out with close friends. Stop and chats. Not my thing. I'll leave those sort, entirely up to you. Sort of, re- sort of related. Uh, you were talking about like how long it seems since everything's going on. The best tweet I've seen in the last two weeks has been someone said, I have now lived in six decades, the 1980s, the 1990s, the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2020s, and March. <laughs> That's great. And so, I was like, it's so true. I'm telling you, I, I'm missing getting to games and getting with people to just experience that. If it's at a chapter bar, just to experience uh, just hanging out with other people with something like we have something in common with or at games, like people online just, it's just not the same as if you just have a conversation with a soccer fan in person and experience it in the moment in the stands. And I just, I miss that to death and I need it back. And I look, yeah, you're right, Donald, that very first game that I can get to, I, I'm going to be like euphoric <laughs> yeah. in, the, in that stadium and going to that. Maybe like a step on this plane. You know, it's the first time I'm going to take a really deep breath on a plane is the first because <laughs> you don't do that now or oh, ever. Yeah. But Seriously. I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, let's go. Oh, my God. I have nothing to add. So let's go. <laughs> but not now. Stay at home. Be safe. Be healthy, everyone. Reach out to your fellow members. Reach out to your chapter bar. Take in what you can right support, now. Support, support. Support. We love your support right now. I have to be selfish. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. we, so we want to... Check in with your friends. Make sure they, they're renewing their memberships. That's the number one thing you should go. We also, Don't even say hi. We, Just say, hey, did you renew? Okay, we, how's it going? To, we would love to still be around and uh, uh, for when things get back up to help provide this experience for you and help create a community as, as we move forward as well, too. So... I agree. Um, but can't wait. We provide a service, and uh, long may it last, because I love uh, going to games and talking with you all out there. I want to so. see your pretty faces the next game and in the chapter bar. So now, so <clears throat> until next time, Corey. Until next time, uh, Donald, thank you for joining us. No, thank you. And, and really quickly, thank you to... Sarah and Mel for taking me in once again. Ao Charlotte has come Thanks, through. Sarah and Mel. Uh, I appreciate them more than they more than they know. Thanks, Sarah and Mel. Thanks, Donald. Uh, thank you, Justin. I hope you didn't take offense to my hatred of your stopping chat. No way. And <laughs> that was that was literally like uh, my brand. <laughs> I heard that from so many people. I didn't mean to do that. I, just, I like to stop and chat. I didn't know that. A thousand percent extroverted. Yeah. I'm a, my, I know we're closing on my wife to come up with But right now, I need the Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Justin.
Impossible.